0: Two five six seventeen twenty nine. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show, it's AfterBuzz TV's Falling Skies After Show.
1: Good evening, everybody. Bing is for doing, and we are here doing another AfterBuzz. This is Falling Skies, season two, episode three, Compass. I am Tamara Berg. You can tweet me at Tamara Berg. I'm joined in the studio by the lovely Sophia Stanley. Hello. By the equally lovely Steve Bottomley. <laughs> Hello. And the super, super fabulous Daryl Kristen. Hello. How's everybody tonight? Great. We're awesome. We had a big show tonight. This one was exciting. We had so much to cover last week. We were talking so oh. fast and had so much room to, to, to go, and tonight it was just exciting from the, from the very get-go. Mm-hmm. So let's start off talking about, actually, not the beginning of the show, but kind of a little ways in, which was Tom and Pope. Okay. Pope pulling a gun on somebody every single stinking episode. Mm -hmm.
2: Yeah. What a wild, Uh, wild child this guy is. And great casting. I love Yeah. He
3: really. He just has got that burning intensity
2: of you don't know when he's going to snap. Yeah.
3: But at the same time, and I hate to say this, like there was a split (laughs) second when he pulled the gun and, you know, one of his, his cohorts were like, are we sure about this? He seemed conflicted. Like, he knows he had to do it, but he wasn't completely on board with it as if there was some level of humanity still left in him. Right? That well, even, you know, and I and I felt for him for a split second. I think it <laughs> might partly be being part of Second Mass,
1: you sort of get humanity by osmosis. A little bit. I and think l- that might be part of it. I agree. And gonna- let
4: me tell you what I love about Pope is that I don't know what he's going to give me each week. That's true. You know, that's like true. He- one minute he seems like he's going to sort of be on the second mass side <laughs> and the next minute he's flipping the script. I mean, I had no yeah. idea what he was going to do tonight and that's what I love.
1: <laughs> yeah. Okay. Time's up for that comment for you, Derek. All right, that, was <laughs> gonna, that was it. That was it. That's all we're I got. Gonna, and we're and the show's over. On. And <laughs> And, <laughs> and <scene. laughs> But one of the things I thought was... You are really having a challenge over there, We're aren't you, t-
4: Ben? Yeah. This is, yeah. Yeah. This this is why you don't today. get a camera, Ben. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. What so, there we go. Okay, so, so, I'm w- going to
1: have to
3: actually look at my
1: watch. Yeah.
4: It's the so plaid shirt, Ben. Are you ben.
2: kidding me?
1: It's so oh bad. Am I the only gosh. talker?
3: I could have just kept talking. Well, we, okay,
1: there we go. All <laughs> <laughs> <There laughs> right, we got the clock moving. Me too. Now we, can, now we
2: can stay on time.
1: <laughs> okay, <laughs> like so. Like that ever happened. So, Pope takes Tom hostage and decides that he's going to. You know, give him the opportunity to leave. And Tom says, um, no way, because I'm not letting you take care of my kids. I will take care of them as if they were my own. Wow. I'm so reassured, right?
3: Because where the heck are your kids? Yeah. I mean,
1: (laughs) although
4: he has taken a liking to Matt, we, you know,
3: we we can't forget. He
4: does have a soft spot. He takes
1: a liking to him in that he lets him disassemble bullets or whatever it is he's letting him do. But they are in
4: war, and that did come in handy. I mean, I
3: know. I thought I thought that was actually lame. Like
0: shoot him. Which
3: part? Oh. Pope should have shot him in the head. Did you really think that Tom Mason, who has done everything that he has done for one sole reason, his children, would simply walk away? Of course not. He walked from Michigan or Detroit, wherever the aliens left him off to get back to his children, let alone to leave them in anyone's care except for Pope. So Pope should have either shot him. Or not taking him but hostage. See, sti- period. Sticking but,
1: around with the second mass, you get humanity, and that's what but, happened. Oh, I let's
4: go back to the reason, though. What do you guys? Okay, so do you guys agree or disagree with the reasoning that Pope is fearful of Tom because he's afraid that Tom has gone on this spaceship and he's going to come back and all of a
2: sudden betray them at some point down the road?
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, this I is, bought that. Yeah, I bought this that is, too.
2: This <laughs> is why the writing for uh, Pope is so fun because you don't know if it's Pope being crazy mm-hmm. yeah. or, or Pope looking legitimate. out for people, right? right. And, and they're never, if, if if this is anything like with the other stuff he's done, they're never going to let you off the hook on that. Yeah. Oh, no. And that's what I love about that character. They bounce him back and forth where you're thinking, that's absolutely right. If he's looking out for the greater good, Tom needs a bullet to the head. Except that you kind of go, but he- he wants to do it just because he's pope.
3: Yeah. Right. right. Exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah, right. we still don't
2: know. And, yeah. the, and the fact that they went, okay, uh, we've kind of like boxed him in. Now we got to get him the hell out so he can really cause trouble. Yeah. And they gave him one guy to go along with, so I I think he's a well, that's prediction. But what a <laughs> wh- what a fun character to um, hang with. Yeah, it is. And it goes back
4: to what you were saying last week, Sophia, about the divide or when when the divide was going to come. I mean, you Mm -hmm. call that Perfectly, Because clearly, this is the start of the divide, especially mm-hmm. with, with uh, Pope going his way and now he's bringing Anthony along with him. That's, I mean, right. I, so I didn't see let's, that twist. Let,
1: let's go back a little bit, though, okay. because what ended up happening is Tom became part of the Berserkers. Right. That's what he ended up right. choosing to do because they all went went back to Weaver and Weaver said, okay, we got to figure this out. We can't just, we, we need Pope because we need fighters. And Tom said, well, the way to equalize that is to let me be part of that group. I'll keep yep. an eye on them. We'll, he'll, yep. he'll keep an eye on me. It'll be a happy, happy romance. Yes, yes. Yeah.
2: Yes, it'll be and a bromance all the way around. Mm-hmm, <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. um, and so an, 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 a great moment is the one they're out on patrol, right. first patrol, and Tom says, don't fire, don't fire, just don't fire. And he, he circumvents Pope. Right. I loved Pope's response to it because I'm watching Pope and he's going, did you know that because you were smart or did, or did you, you know, know that because you got, got a alien in Yeah, I saw right. it. Right? Yeah. yeah. So it, it, he's like, yeah, good call. And it, nothing Tom can do will be right. No. Yeah. I agree. Ever, which, you know, we've I agree. Found and, out. Al-
3: and also, too, I think it's, I mean, it's also very typical. It's like they're both alpha males. I think that mm-hmm. Tom doesn't want to assume the role of an alpha male, but he obviously has become one. Yeah. Pope, I think that is organically who he is. So the fact that his crew listened to Tom and didn't listen to him, strike one. The fact that Tom was right, strike two. The fact that then there were mercs, strike three. So even the way that he said it, exactly, like... He has to be dismissive because at the end of the day, it's like the holy Tom, the savior of the second (laughs) mass. Like all of the words that he uses, it isn't simply that he thinks he's, you know, an alien spy. It really is that he thinks that Tom has way too much accolades. Yeah, there's just that
1: big rivalry between the two of them. Absolutely. Absolutely. Let's keep it real.
4: If you guys had to go and
2: pick sides, who would you go with, Tom or with Pope? Tom. Depends if I want stability or the ride of my life. Yeah, that's a really good
3: point. Because
2: if I want to get in this thing as action, like, oh, you know, I'm... I'm, I'm if you want to be a I'm warrior. I'm to the wall until I die, I'm yeah. I'm with Pope. But if I'm, like, going, point. okay, I'm going to take care of this. And here's what I like. That's a great question. Here's what I really like what they're doing with Tom. Is they're keeping the father aspect... Well alive. I mean, they're That's taking true. opportunities, and you're seeing him. There was a moment where he's talking to the captain, and and he's like going, I, "We we've got this world, and I'm trying to get my kids ready for. And I don't mm. know if I can do that. Oh, and and yeah. it doesn't matter what world you're in. You you have that conversation when your kids five years old, and you're going, "There's this crazy world, that we're <laughs> not ready for. There's cars <laughs> in the street. Yeah, you know. And and you know, I'm I'm looking at thing and damn, and he's got this whole <laughs> post apocalyptic." Uh, Alien thing going
4: on. Alien thing. He's got three kids. One kid's been kidnapped. He's got, you know, who's sort of a loose cannon himself. Then he's Mm -hmm. trying to raise a younger kid. And then the older son is taking on more of the leadership role. So, yeah, he's got a lot on his plate. And
1: there's probably bath salts as well. (laughs)
4: <laughs> probably, <laughs> <laughs> probably, probably, yes.
1: Because they have drugstores there they, that haven't been all. Rented. Well, I tell you what. I, if, oh my if, God, I caught I, up now. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it took me I a think second.
2: Pope's probably going to be able to find him if anybody.
1: Yeah, he probably already has. They're in the cocktail kit that he goes to every night at five o'clock.
2: You know, I, I was surprised. <laughs> um, I thought all of the berserkers were going to wander away with her.
3: Okay, yeah. And I, and I didn't because I think that at that moment at the first um, when Tom basically gave them the order not to shoot and then all of a sudden there were in fact skitters and then the fact that he, you know Pope said to shoot and Tom said don't shoot again and then there were the mercs I think they realized that their lives were saved because I don't think at that time they had the the special guns that could have shot through the mercs. They would have been done for. And at the end of the day, and this is, I think, the the problem with any time that you have the difference between leaders and soldiers. Mm -hmm. Soldiers follow. But they follow as long as their leader is giving them orders that are going to keep them alive. And at the end of the day, regardless of whether how brave the berserkers are, they're still scared soldiers. So I think that was the first time they had something to compare it against. Like, they thought right. they only had a choice to be part of Pope's crew. And I think but when given the choice, they, they obviously other, chose yeah, they a different way. way.
1: And I think it kind of goes back to what you said, Steve, again, which is, you know, maybe they are just tired and want to have a little bit community and a little bit of support behind and them. And stability.
4: It's a little bit more stability. Yeah. Because yeah. Pope's they, all over the place. So. And,
2: and they made that point a couple of times in this about uh, Pope saying, don't forget, we're the guys that go and do the stuff you can't or yes. won't do, or you won't or can't do, however yeah. you phrased it. So, so they, they brought that out a few times that there is a real reason. And I like that Tom nodded to it. He's yeah. like, listen, look at – he is always very rational and very, you know, for the greater good until you steal a compass. But
4: even that I thought was
3: necessary though But even I thought That was necessary Because at the end of the day It's that whole concept Like if you have no honor You have nothing And it's like So Pope You're stealing from a little kid Like then it's literally like, what? Who are you? Seriously, you have any morals like, at all? No, seriously. Yeah. Like they already give that, him a pretty long leash. They get to have happy hour. Like obviously, part of me is like, how do they have beer and no one else does? So mm-hmm. they obviously have leeway that other people don't. Mm-hmm. You're gonna steal a kid's compass when he simply asks for it back? Like give the kid back his compass. He needed to get his ass. I think.
2: Beat. I, I think Pope did it specifically to get at Tom. I, I think so too. I agree. you I think it was absolute in your it was face. A strategic move. You want to have this thing. This is the opportunity. Let's have this thing. But I
3: think. Get backfired because I think that what Pope had over Tom was Pope. Tom still was an intellect. And just like you said, he's very pr- pragmatic and for the greater good. But he wasn't that alpha dominant physical male. Right. At that moment, technically, if he's able to outpower Pope, what do we need Pope for? He whooped his ass. Like, Pope's crew had to literally pull him off. That means then Tom's smarter, stronger, and more of a badass.
4: Yeah, but Pope can make all of their bombs and their special things that they were using against the Skitters. Right. So he He, is needed.
3: Yeah, he's the guy who built the mech uh, bullets, isn't he? he? And the dragon's brass bullet and all of that stuff. Yeah, Tom can't
4: do that. Well, if they haven't
3: been watching, if someone hasn't been watching, given the fact that aliens are dropping bombs at any given moment, if someone wasn't watching him make them, they all kind of deserve to... No, well, seriously. I mean, yeah, More like in the same way that you have Lourdes learning how to be a doctor. If they're not teaching multiple people to do multiple things, I, I don't mean, see
1: Pope being an awesome teacher, though. In the first place, I mean, I think he he sorry, did I say Thomas? I meant Pope. Pope. Um, no, uh, Pope. Okay. I think mean, you said Pope. Uh, you said Pope. B- that you know, he's a guy who would hold on to a lot of the knowledge because he realizes that he could be dispensable and he doesn't yeah. want to. Yeah. He doesn't he's want smart. to put himself he knows, in that position. He knows
4: so the game that he's playing,
2: just and just structurally, when you when you have somebody that you want to go off the reservation, you. Want want the craziest guy to go off the reservation so the fact that you know they got him to the point where now he's pissed off at second mass yeah and he's taking all this knowledge with him and plus now you have the berserkers kind of going okay so tom are you our new dad and you know he does he doesn't want that position i agree he just did it for the good of second mass so kind
4: of backing up do you think it was a smart move by weaver to position tom in the in the group with Mm -hmm. with the pope
2: Oh, yeah, because I was going, I, I was watching it going, okay, so what are you going to have a sit down? How are you guys going to do this? And, um, well, Weaver didn't want to do it. Weaver wanted to cut That's him true. loose. Yeah, and, right. and Tom said, we need everybody. Right. And so, yeah, that was really a smart writing. <laughs> that was really smart writing. And so, I, yeah, and put him in there.
3: And I think it was smart, but I think then he should have had a conversation with Tom, and Tom should have fallen back. You, you, you can't. Hope should have, or Weaver no, should Tom, have? No, if you're going to put Tom with the Berserkers and technically say that he's second to Pope, Pope mm-hmm. then Tom should have been second to Pope, even though it could have resulted in lives. Like it, I'm going to, I'm literally talking out of both sides of my mouth, but you can't, you, he should have then told the line because if you want to make peace and you have to make peace, but you can't basically say, right, we're basically making you stay because we know that you do everything that uh, everyone else won't do. And we're basically putting Tom who you hate that you wanted to kill and put a bull in his head. Right. And he's basically going to tell you what to do and your men right. what to do. Right. Of course, th- yeah. it's, it only could have happened the way that it happened. That was, I think, the mistake. That was the mistake. Tom should have fallen back.
2: But I think they laid that in though. I think they laid in that that Tom will always do what's best for the group. The group as a whole. And and he was looking at the situation, going, "Don't fire, don't fire. Just let them get what they need." And I, I see what you're saying though. As far as like, okay, so that's do you are you a soldier or you yeah. know? But yeah. you know, it here's the one thing about that scene. Uh, no skitters for a hundred miles. Ooh. I'm like going, what? Why do you say that line? I
3: completely agree. <laughs> you know what I
2: mean? It's like who? and, who, believe, and who believes that? <laughs> yeah, I, you know, I'm watching that going. Are, is he on? Is he high? I mean, does or, he have some kind of radar that nobody knows about I all mean, of a sudden? I'm guessing there's a skitter within a hundred miles. But why <laughs> even have that line? You don't need to diminish Pope because in five minutes, you know, oh, in yeah. five seconds, you are
3: Let's going you go. to
2: diminish him in a more powerful way. Uh, that's true. So
1: Yeah, it just made him look stupid for no It did for no not
2: elevate reasons. his... And here's the thing. If your adversary looks stupid, you look weak. That's right. So... Hmm. This is what we know. Anyway, that was the one thing that I noticed in that scene where I was kind of yeah. like, mm, what's going yeah. on, guys?
1: But so in the end, Pope leaves and takes Anthony with him. And uh, I know I'm it's a prediction, about. but let's oh, just I talk not, about it. But well, Anthony, oh, saw
2: that Anthony volunteered. Because yeah. everybody well, else is like going, you know, I, I don't wanna I don't wanna know. But I still good. was
4: surprised by that Anthony move. I mean, I know that Pope saved his life, but they battled so much last season and then like even at the beginning of this season that I'm really surprised that he jumped on that but ship. What
2: did he do after Pope left? This is what was great. Pope said, Alright, you're coming with me and then he leaves and now it's just Anthony he turns around and goes, I gotta watch him for you guys. Right. I gotta keep it if, if we don't have an eye on I this agreed. guy. He's right, going yeah. to cause right. trouble. So what do you suppose happens when Pope finds that? Well, but,
3: but do you really think that Anthony I, can
4: control him? The, I know. That's oh, go the go thing. Go ahead, Daryl. Oh, no. I was just saying, do you really think that Anthony can control Pope? I don't think he's meant way? to
3: control him. He's just meant to have eyes on him. And I think, though, I think it's, it's two things, though. It, because at the end of the day, though, when, when Pope you know, initially kidnapped Tom and they came back, the first thing Weber did is he asked Anthony if he knew about it. Mistake number one, because at the end of the day, regardless of whether or not Anthony's now with the Berserkers, Anthony has always been on the side of the resistance. The fact that Weber even asked him if he was party to that, that's questioning some aspect of his loyalty. That's number one. Number two, then Anthony, when they're having the discussion, Anthony says, like, well, how— how do we know that we should trust Tom? Like at the end of the day, part of what Pope is saying is legitimate. And he even says to Tom, like, I'm going to say it straight to your face, but legitimately we're not quite sure what's going on. So I think that potentially Anthony went for the reason that he stated to the resistance. But I think Anthony also went for the reasons that he said, they butted heads, but at the end of the day, Pope saved his life, and Pope saved his life for no other reason than he saved his life. <laughs> you know what I mean, and that is something that I think you know, regardless of anything else in war you that's when you're you're gonna go to hell for someone, and so I think that it's I think that even though he's saying i'm 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 you know basically doing this for the resistance, I think there is a part of them that again, like I think I said, feels dedicated, and I think there has to be it's how are we going to fight this fight right. like are we going to fight it like soldiers are we going to continue to be pragmatic with Chamis? and I haven't yet decided which is better right
1: right well and the, one of the things that I know is that Pope is in still more episodes of this season so oh, yeah. <laughs> we're, oh, well, so we're going to see yeah. him so Steve
2: hey Folks, crew, listeners, everybody, listen, if you're going to shop on Amazon, just do us a favor. Go to afterbuzz.com, AfterBuzzTV.com first and click on the Amazon banner at the top, and then do your shopping. Why? Because AfterBuzz gets a kickback of your purchase. It doesn't cost you anything. Amazon throws huge amounts of... I'm lying. <laughs> Amazon just says, hey, here's a little something. So we win, you win, Amazon's awesome. So shop Amazon through AfterBuzz TV. We will love you. Forever, we
1: will. It really helps and us can out. And you get a shirt that has cars on it. You can, you can. <laughs> you can't find this on
2: Amazon. My yeah. <laughs> oh,
1: you can find. They a have, lot of they us, have too much taste. <laughs> so the next thing we want to talk about is the arrival of Avery Churchill. Yeah. So an airplane lands in the airport. She comes in, beautiful blonde. Okay, first of all, fake blonde has to be. Except how's that going to work? Because we already know there's no hair color. And I
4: love <laughs> that you guys noticed that. Except she. Comes, I was looking at her airplane.
1: She. Co- I was looking at. Gorgeous airplane, airplane, airplane. It was a nice right? airplane. Oh, it was beautiful.
4: It was like
2: a red Corvette there's, 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 of, the, of the sky. N- n- okay, go ahead. Anyway, Sorry.
1: yeah, I got off topic. We'll get back on. Sorry. Um, so she comes in with orders from the Continental Congress, and and she boy does she give out a lot of information. Uh, w- would you like to comment on that, Steve? Yeah, I'm not
2: <laughs> buying it for a minute. Okay. I
1: don't okay, trust so, her. Okay, aside from... Oh, i a dork. <laughs> okay. I don't trust her. So here's what she does. She gives out a lot of information that there's a government in Charleston, South Carolina, 3,000 voters elected these people, and the place where it fell apart for me was, and we have hot showers. Yes. Right? Is yeah. that where you called both?
2: Yeah. Well, no... <laughs> <laughs> the whole thing. I mean, she had an answer for everything. She did. Right? She, she had, had a little
1: too much information. A little right? too like, much. Well, you know, it's spruce script.
2: and fiberglass. And I used to fly it under the radar, yeah. and I'm like, going, "Yeah, we could hear you coming." Yeah. The other thing is, I've been looking forever for you guys. They're at an airport. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's like the airport. They're, they're,
4: they are at the airport. You know, <laughs> that's it's a like good point. It's like I went
2: shopping. I couldn't find you at the store. Um, <laughs> no, I just it, she was too slick. Right and and Captain Weaver wasn't buying it either. No. Yep. He, he was, was checking her like, out. He was like, "No, nah, I'm he not." He questioning
4: everything she did.
2: Um, yeah, I'm surprised. You know, his decision later on that, but uh, nah, I, I'm not buying it.
1: Well, I thought it was great that he detained her mm-hmm. for everyone's safety. Mm-hmm. You know, because she, she's got all this information and she knows about Tom being on a ship. How did she know? How did she know that? How did she know that?
4: I
2: have no idea. You brought that question up. I did. Too. Yeah. I don't know, how, that's interesting and nobody turned around and go how do you know that
4: I was because just assuming that
2: eyeball thing
0: that's an eye on, I just
4: assumed that maybe in the conversation of them meeting that somehow she was getting backstory information on Tom and that was brought up That that's where I took it but you had a really relevant point of like it was never really discussed so how did she know that
3: and I think that even if in one of the first two episodes when Tom was coming from the mothership he had interacted with someone else other than that little girl yes. and I could have bought it but think about it he didn't inter- interact with anyone so no one was aware That's of his true. story like oh, even if right. they had just done that i could have then made that leap but it was like no and i think i just like i think everyone's saying she did she sold a little bit too much like she obviously said to tom like this is who you are this is why we need you and then she basically doubled back and said the exact same thing to weaver but in a different kind of a way like she's saying based on the individual's personality exactly what they would need to hear to make them leave. Yeah, I, under-
2: do- I understand the sales pitch. Yeah, I, you know, I get it. It just, it, it was a little hard.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Don't you want it to be true, though? <laughs> of I do. I do. Yeah. I, yeah I, don't you, you want know, hot showers? Guys, yeah, well, they're supposed are, to go to
4: Michigan, right? Uh, uh, no, the it, Mi- cat- oh, well, the Catskills. They Catskills. were going to go to Michigan, and, in, and then they decided to go yeah. to Charleston. So I would choose.
2: Wait, the
1: Catskills are in New York. Yeah, Catskills. are in New Oh, I thought they said
2: Michigan. I thought through Michigan. They discussed
1: Michigan, but yeah, yeah. Right.
2: Anyway, the, the idea that they were going to hunker down through the winter, and Tom's point was, nah, that you we were surrendering, and the captain said, no, we're, you know, riding out winter. Uh, but, you know, the winter. Let's spend the winter in the Catskills. Yeah, woo, um, Work on our vaudeville, am <laughs> I. But, you know, he's, he finally said, look, Charleston's better, <laughs> Charleston's better than the Catskills, so... right. But, you know, I'm just – I don't – she landed. She was smiling. She was like, oh, you know, up with people. And I'm like, oh, nah, you know, nah. Now, had you come – through the bushes, you know, like yeah. on an all-terrain, and, mm. you know, but seriously, you got a lot of airspace that you seem to be able to fly through. I'm with you, Steve. You uh,
4: yeah. Because when she said she was underneath the radar, I w- I'm like, okay, now the skitters so, are watching everything you're doing, but you're able to fly this bright red plane
2: yeah, yeah. under the radar. So where's the new Air Force if that's how you get <laughs> underneath exactly. from the you
4: know
3: what, Congress? Right. I was, I'll admit I was gullible, and I was like, woo, Charleston! how wet. <laughs> No, no, I'm sorry. However, the fact of the matter is, what did she say? She was like a carpet salesman? Yeah, carpet salesman. At least if she had said, like, she used to be Air Force. So it's like, how does a carpet salesman not only know how to fly a plane, but obviously a vintage plane? Like... That's a completely different skill set. Like it's that's her the, it hobby. Like, yeah. It's her
1: hobby. Yeah. No. Yeah. Uh-uh. Yeah. That's here, all, but here, I was
3: gullible. I actually Steve, bought everything Steve, before though, that. <laughs> coming
1: from it from a writing standpoint. Mm. You know, we've they, we we talked about that uh, the LA Times article that they mm-hmm. had last week, where history was going to be really heavily laid mm-hmm. into this mm-hmm. season, and then you know, looking at this from a writing standpoint, this would be very interesting to watch a new government be formed. Yeah. Uh, you know, all of that kind of stuff happening. And that's the reason why I. I sort of want it to happen and and was thinking maybe it's a possibility but I agree with you that you know she's she's really uh, not sh- she's not so believable in in a lot of ways.
2: And the reason why we're not buying it is because the rest of the show is so laid just right. Yeah. That when something like this isn't right and it, it just pops up on your radar and you're going no 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 the show's too smart to have something like this. But then in the same show, you've right. got, there's no skitter for a hundred miles. So that's true. Exactly. Know, it might just be, you know, they're still finding their way. You know, it takes a show a couple of seasons yep. to get everything worked out. Right. She kind of came in out of nowhere and really, it looked like the guest spot on Gilligan's Island. <laughs> <laughs> I, no disrespect. You're like we're please. not going to see her again. Right. I, like I don't get enough <laughs> comments, but you know, you, you, you know what I mean? It's like, I hi, yeah, yeah. I, I got my, you got me too this guest spot. True. You yeah. know what I mean? And you're like, going, well, <laughs> yeah. okay. Hi, yeah. <laughs> and yeah. we will be seeing you again never. Right. Or at back at the Continental Congress. Well, and so, that's
1: what I thought Pope was going to be in the first episode he was in yeah. because he was so showy yeah. and so, you know, d- dynamic. But then, obviously, we've seen him a, a whole mess of episodes. Yeah. So. And it, you
2: know what? It could have been a directorial thing. I mean, you know, after a while, you get everybody working together and then there's a new face and you're not quite sure. what. But uh, you, what?
3: you know what's funny? And I'm just now thinking about it. But at the end of the day, with any government, there's a certain level of marketing and propaganda. Of course. Right? So at the end of the day, let's just surmise for a second that there really is a a Continental Congress. Mm -hmm. In order to potentially, like, navigate... The country, let alone navigate the world, and basically tell everyone that, again, America, we're in charge. Right. (laughs) Does that make sense? We have the government and follow us. Right. The only way you can do it is in some kind of a flashy way. So, again, I think it could have been on purpose. It's a bright, shiny red plane, right? That basically takes us back to the core of who we are as Americans because it wasn't some, like, you know, digital fighter, it was like a normal, you know, probably 1960s plane. So, it and, could have been on purpose and she could have been legitimate. I think
2: I, I, well, ju- I, ju- yeah. Cover the plane thing. I think it was yep. a crop duster. Okay. I, is, is, Cro- is what they are used okay. for, so okay. they could have picked it up at any farm or well, whatever. Remember, fairly easy to learn. Remember,
1: to farm, all you know? the electronics in the world are knocked out right now, so right. newer models of cars don't work, right. and so newer models of airplanes wouldn't work either. So that right. could explain that, yeah. but the fact I, that it's red and shiny, like, regular, like you said, yeah. makes yeah. it... Because yeah. everyone and, but, watched but here's how
3: people followed her, and people were on her every word. Yes, but here's the thing. They want to believe it.
2: You have somebody that lands at your airport and says, there's a new government, and nobody says, how is it working? How are you able to form a government with oh. You know, skitters well, kind and of, Mechs. He kind, I think, it was I think kind of addressed it. by saying,
1: yeah. you know, what do you mean there's a, you know, well, there are people there. They voted. He, I yeah, mean, he I know, but he never degree. said, is
2: there a military? How are you staying, how are you functioning? I, I mean, look at what the they malicious. need to they, do to stay uh, under the radar. Right? That and I she's agree with, saying yeah. there's a whole new government, and I'm thinking, well,. That's a lot of people that you've got to keep under the radar. That's true. Yeah. So you know what I mean? There was just some things there where I'm like going facts
4: th- that were alleviated from it. Yeah, that's true. And
2: and I don't know if it was intentional because it's a BS story or but it here is the dilemma of a smart show. You gotta answer, answer the smart questions. questions. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. And, and when you don't
1: Right. And, in the end, weaver decided, you know what? We're going to go to Charleston yeah. so that he he completely changed the direction literally as well as figuratively of the of the crew. instead of hunkering down right. and riding through the winter, right. we're going to get back into the war, right. Yeah and into the resistance and go to Charleston and and fight. In honor of
2: all the people he's lost. Right, right.
3: So what do you think of that? You've got a big smile on your face. I actually thought it was the worst decision because the problem is if he had made the decision earlier, it would have been the right decision. You, as the leader, you don't make decisions based on emotion. He had a pragmatic plan. He weighed all the scenarios and he was like, no, we're going to hunker down. Simply because Jimmy dies and you get a little bit emotional and you hear a plane as you're laying him to rest and Ben cries, now you change your mind? No. I don't want my leader making decisions on... Emotion. Indiv- and also individual emotional decisions. No. I don't know. I didn't
1: feel like it was don't because don't. of emotion. I mean, it seemed like... A, it, it just didn't feel that way to me. I, oh. I, I As mm-hmm. you put it that way, mm-hmm. I... I'm kind of going yeah, I guess, but it didn't it didn't feel that way to me in the moment. I mean, it really felt like he was he was l- listening to the possibility of what Avery was offering and realizing that we need to get back in the war because cuz um Tom challenged yeah. him in the very beginning. Yeah, right. Yeah. They
2: had coverage on it. Yeah. On on this particular point, they did have coverage and they made it very clear that Tom was driving that position. Yeah. It was his force of saying, you know, we can't Are we going to
1: rest or are we going to yeah, resist? Yeah, I'm going to
2: fight. And and so it, it I think what happened was Captain Weaver just had, um, he had to take the journey.
4: Yeah.
2: I think that was his arc in this particular episode where, you know, he starts here, he sees everything that's going on, and then just, at the end of the day, goes, well, it's better than staying up in the Catskills. It's a direction, and to your point, a leader has to have a direction, and he figured Charleston was Charlton? Charleston. 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 Charleston.
4: And I, and I agree with both of you. I just think that also whether they recount and say that they had 300 men starting off and they were at 167, mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. he's taken all of that into account too. And as a leader, you have to also take into an emotional account of how your people who you're, who you're leading are looking at you and viewing you. So I think that he's like, okay, let me keep this morale going. Uh, you mm-hmm. know, we've lost all these men. I know people are tired. They're, they're scared. Let's move in a different direction and maybe start a new plan that we can move after. So.
1: I think that's a really good point. I think that's a really good point. I What do you think? think you
4: say <laughs> something. <laughs> uh, yeah, I feel like there's something out yeah, there. Me
3: too.
1: I do. <laughs> I am mm-hmm. speaking to all of our iTunes <laughs> listeners right now, <laughs> and I am asking you to please go to iTunes and rate and comment our show. Please, it really helps us out a lot. Uh, we have we are going to be getting some love from iTunes in the next couple of weeks because we're getting ratings and comments from you. Because we're getting the love from the iTunes, we are going to be able to bring more exciting things to listeners that we can't really talk about right now. But we are <laughs> seriously <laughs> working on some good. Stuff, So it really helps us out if you rate and comment for us on iTunes and tell a friend. It only takes a few seconds, so please take the time to do that. It not only helps us out, but in the long run, it helps you out, too, because we can do better shows when we have more info
2: coming our way. So and we can give away a Lamborghini a week. Yes! All right. You can! Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, that might not be yet.
1: <laughs> okay, the next thing and the last thing I want to talk about is Ben and jimmy Mm
2: -hmm.
1: and that whole scenario so Mm -hmm. we began with the two of them out on a scout really not out on a scout they were out hunting skitters yeah and they found a couple they used those crazy dragon's breath bullets that um, pope had created they did not quite kill the skitter Mm. they had the big drama jimmy gets impaled in the gut thank goodness Sophia was
3: there to yell at him <laughs> 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 to,
2: to give out all the medical As advice, says, all the medical advice.
3: He, don't you watch TV obviously <laughs> he right, watches TV right. he oh did a good time. take it out No, know <laughs> <laughs> and he listened, uh, you know what so, I don't know
2: I don't know what's more jarring what happens in the on the screen Or, or sitting so, next to Sophia so yeah, so I, I agree <laughs> 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 it's like, it's like this. just take <laughs> it she <laughs> makes you she is, is, is intense but
3: it's a good show it's exciting Interactive TV watching. <laughs> we get <invested>. Here's my <laughs> note taking. <laughs>
4: <laughs> she keeps us entertained, that's Sophia.
1: We get invested in the show. Absolutely. <laughs> so, as Jimmy's impaled and sitting on a tree, the skitter comes over to Ben, and he has the glowing spikes in, spikes in yeah, his head. Yeah,
2: he electrifies him.
1: And is clearly, I mean, we all agree, right, that he's clearly being communicated with. Oh, yeah. From the skitter
2: from the skitter. So, so,
1: but the skitter doesn't kill him and no. and you know, is using him.
2: Yeah. And I that's what I'm curious to know is um how much how aware is of is how aware is Ben when it's going on? Yeah. Is he being checked out? Is he remembering right, cause what's happening? Yeah, cuz he kind of
4: well, it also happened twice. Yeah. Because right. so he that second time I definitely felt that he was aware of whatever the message was that he was getting from the skitter. You could tell by his face in a way when yes. Hal yelled his name, he was very nervous. I mean, there was he knows what's going on. Yes. So I don't I you mean, think
2: it's two way? Do you think the conversation's two way or do you think the skitters only no, I think they're,
4: information? Personally I feel like they're just communicating with him and mm-hmm. just giving him orders or whatever they want him to do. and he's no,
2: no, I, I mean, oh. do you think the Skitter's like putting thoughts in or just yanking thoughts out? I mean, I know the Skitter's controlling it, but is it kind of like, so look, when you go back, here's this what we what want you to do. do. Or is it like, where are you guys headed?
4: You I know think that's I mean? where it's going to go down. I yeah, think that I think it's, that, it's, I think it's a two-way. Yeah, drug. I think that he's going to start doing some things that are out of characteristic, out of his character. That will that will be because he's told to do that by
2: the. And theaters. if that's the case, that's what I'm curious to know how much he knows. You know how much. Yeah.
1: How much Ben knows? Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. It's a fascinating storyline. Right.
1: Well, because in, last week we saw him, you know, be he he's he's summoning his hate mm-hmm, yeah. to keep the skitters away, and and that that it seems to be helping him, but he's not summoning that much, it as as visibly this week, and so it, does that mean he's becoming more weak? Be, he's becoming more influenced by them. What and, do you think? And I
3: actually think that I don't think it's because he's becoming influenced by them. I think it's because Jimmy got hurt. I think that the fact that they were out and even like how they you know, they questioned what was he doing and he looked at them like, Are you kidding me? Right. They killed my mom. Right. They yeah. Took me and I have these spikes in my back and that people who should love me literally look at me like I'm an actual alien. Mm-hmm. Of course the only thing I would want to do is kill them and kill as many of them as I possibly can. Right. So I think that he was summoning his hate, but then, because Jimmy obviously follows him, Jimmy gets hurt. Mm -hmm. And so I think that even, you know, just going back to what um, Tom had said, there is still some humanity there. So I think it's humanity in terms of his feelings for Jimmy. That's what took the hate away. And so I think that's why he's conflicted, along with the fact that the aliens are definitely speaking to him and he knows. But I definitely think that's where it was. I definitely think he was hate-driven in the beginning of the episode. So
1: do you think that the aliens are influencing – I mean, like, literally and directly influencing his behavior yet? Or do you think it's just (sighs) him – I don't think so. No, really not yet. I really okay. don't. I don't
3: think so, not yet. I think that, yes, in the terms of that he's getting stronger, that there may be an increased aggression that is there, that is their influence, but I really don't think they're telling him what to do because okay. I think that on some levels they don't have to. Like, I think they're very, they're very aware of what they're doing. The fact that he's even there adds discourse to the entire group because it makes them skeptical and it makes them question Tom. If he wasn't there, even if Tom had, you know, gone to the aliens and come back, they wouldn't question Tom the way that he, that they do, given the fact that Tom technically has an alien child. Right. Right.
1: So it's more mm-hmm. that so it's more that they're gathering information from Ben than using him as a mole within the second mask.
3: I think so. And I think they're just also reminding him that he's a what plant. What do you think, Daryl? Because I'm getting yeah. the feeling that... Yeah, you, yeah I don't know. See,
4: I think that I think that they're giving him information, but I think that the 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 way that he's reacting right now, and yeah. he's so hot and cold and yeah. moody, I think that he's trying to fight it internally, whatever the messaging is that they're giving him. Mm-hmm. I think that that he's hearing it and receiving it, but he's like, you know what? I don't want to do this. You know, I, it's, it's an internal battle that he's having with himself, which is making him react and be bitter towards the, you know, even more bitter than the way he was before. Because each week he seems to be getting more and more angry. You know, so.
2: Yeah. Yeah, that's been his arc. Except for in this episode, he learns that hate has consequences. And going out after the skitters is what caused his friend to die. Mm -hmm. And so that arc on this episode was, this is what happens when you go with hate.
4: But do you think that's going to change him?
2: And I think it is because he's now in a place where he has to let that hate go because people that he cares about Mm. die. Right. His dad is saying this isn't a world that's going to work if you just hate. Unfortunately, hate was the thing that kept him going against the skitters. Yeah. So... Now the skitters are kind of going. Hey, how's that hate thing going? Yeah, Cause, right. Because we're going to be using you as our GPS. Yeah. So uh, again, it's a great dilemma to be in as far as you know your character and everything. Um, I, and I thought they played it really well. I thought they because the first scene where they're they're attacking the skitter, he was like in the zone. Yeah, I mean, yeah. he Completely was agree. like, "This is my thing." He looks robotic almost because he
3: looked ha- no, and he looked yeah. happy. Yeah,
2: yeah. It's After like he I was him, he like, the, happy. i happy." Like Ben found his place, <laughs> and, and then his buddy gets hurt, and now he's Got to really take a look at well, dude. This is what being a leader is you know, yeah. you make those decisions, mm-hmm. and sometimes people die. So, so they positioned him nicely. Now, he's got to do you keep the hate alive, and maybe someone closer to you dies? Or do you drop the hate and deal with this new influence of the skitters being able to zap you?
1: Well, and it clearly affected him so deeply because after Jimmy's funeral, he's there with Weaver just sobbing, so I mean, crying, yeah. and saying, I'm sorry I'm, Yo, sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry.
3: I don't like when TV makes me cry. <laughs> sobbing, up Sophia, my makeup. I was totally like, oh, my God, I'm crying. I was really, <laughs> I was sad,
1: really sad about crying. it. I'm not a big crier, yeah. but I was writing, so it didn't really affect oh, me as I much as crying, it normally yeah. would have. And I had to mess up my makeup. That's the
2: about you know doing this is like you're going you know what if i wasn't taking notes i would be upset right now (laughs) but i'm taking
4: notes i do have to revisit one question from last week that kind of goes with this once again we see that the skitter well we see the skitters are communicating with ben right right so at the beginning of the show through the episode he's fighting with jimmy to get to the skitters last week i asked a question about do that how come they don't know that this kid with the harness is around once again, how do they not know that he's co- approaching their camp when they're able to communicate with him? Well, because I think
3: it's how close they got. Think about it. That's why it was so important that when the when the when the spikes lit up, they were literally two inches face apart from each other. So it's a matter. It's like radar. Think about it. His harness is is what at probably twenty percent. So I think it's only when they're close enough that it potentially can communicate. And I also think that that skitter potentially was a communicator skitter. And I know that that sounds silly, but I think that at the end of the day, just like how you have in war, different people have different roles. And so I think that just because, I think different skitters have different roles and are able to communicate differently than other ones are. And I think also too, that it also shows that they're growing. His spikes are growing. And so they're like antenna. So I think that now maybe they're able to communicate more effectively because the actual signal is stronger. That's, I, I, I guess see. I still feel like if they're so
4: advanced that they should be uh, you should be in another state and they can tell which kid is harnessed. That's <laughs> know, the way I, f- I see I it. I feel you know that what I mean? way
1: too. I feel that way too. But I think I think your point is fair that, you know, proxemics play an important part in it and you know his his harness is broken for lack of a better yeah. word. Technically, yes. So yeah. maybe that's maybe that's the answer.
2: Also, when they were hunting skitters, I think Jimmy had the line, the ones with the red eye really freak me out. Yeah. So they oh. say something. Are, yes. They are okay. positioning the skitters. A There's a one. hierarchy happening <laughs> okay. here. And and it might be that, okay, red-eye skitters are the only ones that can read the harness kids. Right. I don't know. One, one thing about, w- that we know from, you know, Justified and stuff is that a lot of this stuff gets answered. You just have to wait and Yeah, you, you
1: have to be patient, yeah.
2: Because it's a, it is a smart show. It mm-hmm. is a really smart show, yeah. and it's a lot of fun to watch except when they screw up.
1: Well, <laughs> I, th- I think, you know, sort of like we're talking about the frustration like I think your frustration is that we don't know all the rules yet right. and we're, we've already right. been through one whole season we should know the yeah. rules right? Yeah, so, yeah, you know yeah, and yeah, so yeah. that's yeah that's a little bit frustrating and I do like being surprised and right. I do like it when they spring things on us and you know you go oh my yeah. god but but knowing the rules really helps us yeah. you know be comfortable
2: and go on the journey with yeah this is the thing when you write a smart show you get smart people watching and yeah. smart people come yeah. up with questions going what about this and then yeah. you're going well you're not supposed to notice <laughs> that okay <laughs> I'm sorry I'm, I'm dying. dumping <laughs> the alien's ship too
4: quickly because i'm so into the show it's my bad what can i say
1: well i think we should go to commercial now because we've got a little bit of news to bring up and uh cool. and then we have some more to talk about
0: cool perfect hey there good buddies the handle's woolly bear i'm a truck driving man but i'm not that old school kind of truck driving man no I like to listen to podcasts while I'm driving through these great United States of ours. And my favorite podcasts in the world are from AfterBuzz TV. And why? Because <laughs> AfterBuzz TV is like a post-game wrap-up show for all your favorite TV shows. Like Jersey Shore, Dancing with the Stars, Mad Men, and a whole truckload more. I like listening to my Gossip Girl podcast. Catching up with all my fellow fans and getting all the latest news and gossip. No, you know, I got some strong opinions. And AfterBuzz TV lets me share those opinions. With thousands of other listeners Hoo-wee, What a feeling I used to doze off on those lonely stretches of road And don't worry, I got the cruise control But now I'm wide awake And listening to all the AfterBuzz TV goodness <laughs> Check them out Give him a holler And tell him the old Wooly Bear sent you Uh, Wooly Bear <laughs> <laughs> Wooly Bear TV News
1: Drew Roy, who plays Hal on Falling Skies, was, before he became a famous actor on the series, a valet at the Beverly Hills Hotel.
2: <laughs> wow. Weren't I they all? He, I looks, he looks like a young Ted Danson.
1: Yeah, he really does. Right. He
2: I does. does. I the does. first time I saw him, Ted Danson's kid he does.
1: He's from Alabama, and he talked about how the biggest night of the year at the Beverly Hills Hotel was this big party that's done before the Academy Awards. And he and all his buddies, of course, would be valet parking. And all, you know, Tom Cruise and Brad Pitt and Will Smith and Steven Spielberg would be there, and they would be parking their cars. So he gets the series the very next year, which was, I guess, two years ago now. He, Drew Roy, is invited to that party at the Beverly Hills Hotel. Ah. So he shows up, drives up as a guest at the party, and all of his valet buddies are there watching him arrive. Uh, Isn't that so cool?
2: I would have parked my own car. (laughs) <laughs> me too. I got it, me guys. <laughs> Trust me, I know how to do today, this. You get a tip. Yeah. Oh, that's true. Yeah, I and
3: mean, then you're he's taking of <laughs> jobs, right? <laughs> that, no. You, that's that, that's let them why we're we'll it. And you give them a fat tip. That's right. That's
1: true. Yeah. That's a good <laughs> he also said <laughs> that when town. he first was here in L.A., he had five buddies living with him mm. in a two bedroom apartment, three beds in each room. And he said they had a lot of fun, but it was a bit tight after two years all the roommates moved back home and he stuck it out and he was able to have success so that's
2: kind of a neat story plus he had a bigger apartment
1: right exactly two bedrooms all to himself yeah
2: there you go nice
1: then he the last thing he said was he talked about meeting steven spielberg and believe it or not although he's been on the show for over one season and into the second season he's only met steven spielberg three times Oh, wow. And he said, he blows me away with how nice he is. I met him at a party once, and I didn't know if he knew me. I introduced myself, said, hey, I'm Drew Roy, the guy from Falling Skies. And he said something like, you you look great when you're all cleaned up. Because <laughs> they're always so dirty. And I, but, I, but I'll bet you they don't smell bad on this show. That's probably, the one probably thing. Probably not. I'm thinking Because you know? yeah. it's one of the things I often think about, because I'm very... Yeah. I have a sensitive nose. <laughs> well, and uh, I think about it when you see these period pieces because people like loving on each other. I'm like, oh, they don't smell good. I know uh, they don't
2: smell oh, good. They did, they did touch on it, this one, when they locked the berserkers in the yes. thing. Oh, oh, oh they, That was yeah. actually my
4: favorite quote of the show. He said, uh, Weaver said, farm boy aroma. <laughs> yeah, uh, I love that. Yeah. That's what I want to smell like.
2: Farm boy aroma. <laughs> and, and he goes, he, just threatening to close the door again. They go, wait, wait, wait. No, <laughs> no, no. That's no, 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 it. no, it's okay. And I'm that's thinking good, that, that's, that's probably very accurate. I agree.
1: I agree think so. I think well, so. Well, that's cool. I know. Interesting, right? Absolutely. Uh, so you have some info about last week's ratings. Huh? I
4: do. Um, we have uh, well, I read that we, that Fallen Skies opened uh, the season to premiere at 4.5 million viewers. Um, it was actually down 24% from last season, hmm. but they have not taken into account DVR um, recordings oh, yet. So they're expecting it to be another 6 million that's added to that number. And they still say that this show is in their top
2: three of scripted shows that they Put together, so it's still,
1: yeah, it's a massive it's, it's, success well, well, for TNT. Yeah, so you no, know, well, I'm it,
2: not seeing uh, many advertising for it, I'm not seeing a real advertising push for it. But is, they, is anybody They seen? did do
1: a big push. I have a massive billboard, one of the changing oh, well, billboards yeah, yeah. right yeah. outside yeah. my my yeah. apartment, and so, so th- th- it was huge on okay. that billboard right, um, over the last few billboards. weeks for sure. But I
3: agree with you in terms of commercials, I haven't seen commercials, yeah, yeah, I seen so, commercials. and I mean, technically, even to do with the ratings, and I could be a little bit off, but wasn't last Sunday there was a game? At the same time slot.
4: Yeah, it was. So,
3: you know, just in terms of time shifting when people watch it, you know, there's probably tons of intellectual, smart people who watch the game who then watch this this after the fact. And and
2: that's the thing. I mean, with DVR, Mm -hmm. it's like, uh, how can you possibly even track who's watching what when? Yeah. You know what I mean? Not to mention online
1: views later as well. Yeah. Yeah, So the DVR. DVR, they have not taken into
4: account with that. And they said that at the 18 to 49 category, they have 1.9 million people that tuned in. And out of 25 to 54 it's 2.6 million adults that tuned in so huh. that's where that 4.5 comes from so they're well covered and it's still doing great so season three baby on the yeah. way
1: I'm sure yeah I have just a quick quote to n- close out our news from Noah Wiley who th- was asked um, well the, the sh- season one was shot in Toronto mm-hmm. and season two as we talked about has moved to Vancouver. What's the difference? And he said we traded cold for wet. <laughs> I don't know which one I prefer,
2: cold or wet. (laughs) That's a loaded question. She says we had
1: we had great crews in both places.
2: (laughs) Not saying anything. (laughs) Oh, sorry. (laughs) Oh, Steve. You want to comment, Steve? (laughs) I feel like you want to comment, Steve. I am learning my lesson.
1: (laughs) 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 And that's our news and gossip for this week. (laughs) So I think now we get to move on to
0: predictions. And now your after buzz T V predictions.
1: I think Miss Sophia you should start it off for us.
3: You know, one of the best things I saw this episode was that I think Hal stepped up as a brother and as a leader and kind of made nice with Ben. And right, because
1: there was a huge conflict between them last week. There was a last huge week. conflict,
3: and I think it's been building, and it's building, and it's building. And I think that, you know, luckily, you know, Margaret gave him some good advice. And I think he really realized at the funeral and the way he said, he's like, bro, we can get through anything together. Mm-hmm. And they both threw, you know, the the, the dirt into the the um, you know, into the, the, grave. the, the grave. Thank you. I think it's going to be a problem because, again, it's that whole difference between love and hate. I think the more Ben feels a part of the group, if, in fact, there comes a time that they're going to have to kill him, I mean, I think it's actually easier for them to kind of be disconnected. And now it's actually, you know, Ben even said to his dad, you know, even you and his dad reaffirmed him, no, I love you. He's now connecting with Weber. Weber and him had a moment. Hal and him had a moment. And yeah. now we see that he's communicating with the aliens. I think right. they're building it in a way that's not going to be good. Mm. So, okay, so you <laughs> see the alliance
1: that's building or, or being repaired between the brothers yeah. as being a giant problem, basically. Definitely,
3: because <laughs> I think it's going to make it harder. It's one thing to kill an alien, <laughs> I like that. it's another thing it's to kill your good. brother that you now have finally connected with, because obviously, even how a little bit earlier in having the conversation with the dad, that he's like, you continue to pick up after him again. Ben and the dad were closer than Hal and the dad. So he feels like he loves him more. And that was always a conflict. The fact that now they're blending again as a family, just as we see, you know, Ben communicating with the aliens. that's not good. It's not good for war. It's not good for what might need to be done.
2: Right. I like that. Uh,
1: By the way, Drew Roy, who plays uh, uh, Hal, is 25 years old.
2: Well, FYI. he's playing a 17. young, damn-looking or 17. year old. Young Ted Dancer. Young Ted, Dan- young, young Ted Dancer. I got a prediction. Yeah, go. I predict that sooner or later, that bus is going to run out of medical supplies. Mm.
1: Yes.
2: And I'm kind of wondering when that's going to happen yeah. because unless they're stopping at CVS every once in a while.
1: Well, and they do. Do Stop they? at CVS every once in a while. But, they, you know, it's the challenge of trying to find a place that has not already been looted. Right. Okay. Uh, which is part of the reason why they're kind of, uh, there's that big conflict between do we go into a big city? Do we head toward Charleston? That's one of the choices that they often mm-hmm. have to make. Or do we go to a place that's more remote that maybe no one else has been yet because there might be a CVS
2: there to loot? It, it's just, there's moments where I kind of think, like, yeah. This isn't a hospital drama, guys. And you would think there would be a conversation of the captain saying, how are we on supplies? Because that dictates whether you go into battle if you can't patch up your... Well, And they did get
1: supplies late in last season. They did find a place that had medical supplies and they got a lot of supplies later.
2: I just think they need to amp it up a little bit. Just, Uh you know, another layer of pressure of like, you know, if someone gets sick, do we have the... So anyway, my yeah, yeah, that's, prediction. yeah,
1: that's, that's very, very, Any predictions?
4: Uh, I predict bullcrap on Avery Churchill. I think that uh, she's <laughs> going to lead them down a terrible path. I could be wrong, but my gut instinct tells me that Avery is not what she seems. If we're wrong, that was
2: some bad writing because, <laughs> because
1: I'm, I'm so conflicted about it because again, I'm just I don't I don't mean to belabor the point, but they've talked about how history is so important, and she was kind of laying out the possibility for all that history to. Start coming together, and. Uh, I, don't know. I, just, no, I just, no I just. Let, me back, up, let me back up. Let me back up real quick. Churchill, that's not yeah, yeah. good. What did
3: yeah. you say? It the wasn't Her last name is Churchill. I that's know. not. I good. know.
1: Oh yeah, yeah.
2: It wasn't bad writing. Let me back that up. No. It no. No, was, no. It was. It was inconsistent. I, with, yes, with I, the, I agree with that. So so I agree. With what we expect from yeah, the show and from the producers. That's what I meant.
4: But typically, when someone is over expressive <laughs> yeah exactly steve gets in trouble steve oh god so when someone is uh worry, I
3: like being on gives the bed, all the right answers
4: no at all times it makes me a little weary of and course. she had all the right answers she had the shiny mm-hmm. red corvette as i like to yeah. call it of the sky so i just don't know about miss avery i yeah. don't know i think be we she's will gonna find out so we are gonna find out
1: next but, week which really yes quick, about that um history point yes like, she called herself Paul Revere in an airplane she yes. did and I mean it's taking place in like Boston yes. South yeah. Carolina all these colonies I I kind of hope that we see somewhat of an American revolution I'm with you again because that would be awesome I, I agree
2: <laughs> Ben with but the crazy facts thank could all, you ben. Could,
1: ben. 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 It could
2: also be oh I just forgot the trader's name the famous trader.
1: Benedict Arnold. Thank
2: you. You're welcome. She could be a Benedict Arnold. She could be. She and and Tamara, what's your predictions?
1: I, I, excitement. I don't know. We've, we've, we've got so over Someone and dies guys, and I'm going to cry. You guys cry. came up with such great stuff. I'm just going to go with, with what we've already said.
2: So. And there you go. That's We're it. just three minutes over.
1: Yeah. Right. So we will see you next week for Falling
3: Skies. Where can we find you? Sophia Stanley. Follow me on Twitter. Talk everything Falling Skies.
2: Uh, Bottomley Stephen And uh, the Tweet World.
3: In the Tweet World. You mm-hmm. can find me at
1: Tamara Berg. My website is Tamara. Central dot com.
4: You can follow me on Twitter at Daryl Kristen, which is D-E-R-R-I-A-L last name C-H-R-I-S-T-O-N
1: and do tweet us if you have questions that you'd like us yeah. to, to discuss on the show we get comments that people want to know things and please feel free to tweet us if you have questions that you'd like us to Or comment. on
2: iTunes, drop a, drop a message on, on iTunes. We read them, we look for them and uh, if you want a shout out or whatever, just
0: let us know Let,
1: let us know. So we will see you next week for Falling Skies!
0: Yay.